0: In 1976, Evil Knievel, Cheryl Teagues, and myself petitioned the Congress to make this next song the new national anthem. And
1: damn if we didn't come within three votes of getting it done. Now you decide,
0: the star-spangled yawner or this groovy tune by Bill Withers.
2: Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, our first podcast of the week. And at the same time, it's a miserable time for me as I'm watching the Dodgers <laughs> lose for the second straight year at Dodger Stadium. We're, there are three outs to go as we start this recording right now. Yeah, it's over. I mean, who are we fucking kidding? Chris Hale's coming in. The Dodgers haven't looked good the entire time. I will tell you this as everyone loves my misery. Uh-huh. This is the better team. It's easy to say, hey, because oh, yeah. it's like when the Padres lost in 98, we looked right. at each other and go to the Yankees might be the best fucking team I've ever seen. Yeah. This was a better team. And for me, what made them a better team was the way they were able to hit with two outs. Just unbelievable that they were able to pull through. You and I will guess right now. Who's who's your World Series MVP? Uh, Pierce. Do you but, really? But David Price I would was say David fucking Price. amazing. Three, David, three appearances for Price.
0: Yeah, three appearances. Outstanding tonight. But Pierce with the home runs was, uh, look, the the problem that I had with Pierce was enough that the guy fucking grew up a Red Sox fan. How
2: about enough he played for every fucking team in the AL
0: East? Yeah, I heard all that shit, too. <laughs> um, I'll tell you this, Dave, right now, and I know it's the start, but bringing Sale in here in the ninth, I never liked that shit. I yeah. thought, I have, neither one of these managers has been very impressive. I thought Alex Cora last night bringing Kimbrel in when he did Tried to do everything he could to give that game away. Kimbrell has not looked this. No, same. No, he hasn't. And this, to me, and again, sales quickly 0-2. And we're not going to do full play-by-play because by the
2: time you hear this. You're going to know what happened.
0: Yeah, but it feels like Kevin Brown coming in. I thought sale was scheduled to start tonight. I, I was- thought
2: sale was going tonight as well. I, I'll be honest with you. I was late turning this game on. I didn't turn this game on until the fifth inning. I was out coaching a game. But Okay. So, I, I thought it was sale, too. Um just a couple things as as a fan. I mean, it was over yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it's funny when, when Trump, you know, ch- chimed in. What the you know? fuck? And it's just like, really? I go, there was a mass shooting in Pittsburgh right. yesterday. This isn't the time. 11 people died Yeah, at to, a synagogue. Uh, to make your comments about the fucking World Series fuck. and bad managing. So anyway, you go through and uh, when he took Hill out yesterday. Yeah. And it was a one hitter. Oh. I mean, the guy had a fucking one hitter going. He was dominating only through 91 pitches. And you take them out, and I just, I just couldn't fucking believe it. I just said, it, "It's fucking over." So, yeah, it's very frustrating. Again, I'm, I'm easy to tip my hat like Stevie Woods over here. Is now a Red Sox fan? Oh, that, how about him? <laughs> they, they got beat by the better team, but yeah, it fucking sucks to go back to the World Series back to back and lose twice.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. For as a Padre fan, I saw it twice. Yeah, I mean the '84 Tiger team was great, unbelievable good. Yeah, started and,
2: off like forty and five that year.
0: Yeah. And the same thing in 98 uh, with the Yankees when they just... You and I were down below at Jack Murphy Stadium for games three and four. Yeah. And when they came in, it reminded me they felt like the Russian Army hockey team. They just looked like a unit. Yeah. And that's why I always laugh when I see these shots of NBA players coming in the arena. And they got their headphones and... Other other bullshit, right? Yeah. I see the same thing with the UFC guys. Man, when you saw the 98 Yankee team, it felt like every guy was in a $5,000 suit, briefcase, only jewelry maybe was a wedding ring, and they just came to kick ass. Yeah. And they kicked ass. And yeah, Dave, I, I get it. I like to fuck with you because you tell me you're stupid six months of
2: entertainment bullshit. <laughs>
0: And it's the biggest fucking lie because I, I, it I, sucks when yeah. your team loses. Oh no,
2: absolutely does suck. But at the same time, I'm saying you're invested in the whole way through. Who the fuck's ass asshole and behind with the Red Sox jersey backwards? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, my my point is they give you six months of saying I'm still in it is what I'm saying. You're still in it. You aren't throwing it away in the middle of May.
1: Yeah. But yeah,
2: it fucking sucks. And I tell you, it's one of those we go. Yeah, they've been, they've won the division six years in a row, which is mm-hmm. is ridiculous. None of it means shit because nobody cares unless you win the World Series. When you look at a guy like Kershaw, who now isn't the ace of the staff going into right. next year, Walker Buehler is your guy, right? Yeah, Rich absolutely. Hill's almost forty years old. Yeah, you know the best thing is they get Urias back, who, sure. who's only like twenty-two, and they're gonna add him to Buehler. It's gonna be a whole different team. It could be. Do you remember when Don Mattingly was with the Yankees? Uh huh. Mattingly joined the Yankees in nineteen eighty-two, the year right. after they went to the World Series. Yep.
0: And when did he get out?
2: He got out. He got out the year before, in ninety-five, the year before the Yankees started their run of winning four and five years. Yeah. And, and he was nowhere part of it. Yeah. And that's gonna be Kershaw probably.
0: Well, I I look at Kershaw and I think if I was a Dodger fan Mm -hmm. and I have plenty of friends who are, I think the ideal situation would have been that you win and Kershaw plays a big part in you winning and you hope that he opts out. Yeah, not that the Dodgers are ever worried about money, but that money and we touched on a little bit in the last show. Yeah, 50, 60, whatever he's on the hook for back over the next two years. $70
2: million, though, over the next two years. And he he won't opt out because he's had a bad back. Nobody's going to want that, and he's throwing slower.
0: Yeah, so he's going to be back. And I'm just – I know it's only five games of the World Series, but as we sit here tonight and watch this thing, as a Dodger fan, you were incredibly excited when Manny Machado came here. Yeah. How – devastated are you going to be if Machado ends up with an American
2: League team? That won't bother me. I expected Machado was a rental. I Honestly, I, my whole idea was, let's say Machado coming back next year. Let's say he signs with the Dodgers. Where the hell are you, what are you doing to Seager? Yeah, right. I mean, Seager, remember, was his all-star shortstop. The guy's fantastic. He's very, very good. So I mean what happens to to uh to, to Seeger what happens to Turner what happens to all those guys yeah. The Dodgers are fine. I'm not worried about Machado. I was really disappointed a little bit Machado the way things have gone not From only From a maturity standpoint Maturity standpoint going dude everybody knows you're playing for a 300 or 400 right? million dollar contract. Machado comes up to bat looks like it's going to be the last out of the series too. But yeah, it's like he never pulled it together when people know you're on stage to represent a franchise. Yeah, 190 yeah. in the World Series that he hit. Look, I'll say this.
0: From a baseball fan's perspective, I loved this World Series. I really did. I mean, when you see Sale and Kershaw, as much as I saw of the 18 inning game as I dozed in and woke up and it kept going, Yeah, I loved it. I loved the star power, right? The fucking Larry King shit the other <laughs> night. Did Larry stay awake? Mary Hart, the yeah. whole thing. I, I'm not a Dodger fan. But this was so much better than having the Red Sox in. I really didn't need to see the Astros again. And I really didn't need to see Craig Council and the fucking Brewers in there. I didn't need to see any of those shit teams. I definitely didn't need to see the Yankees in there. Yeah. I just, I enjoyed this World Series. I felt like all the games were good. Um, But I, I would tell you, man, if I'm the Red Sox and if I'm the Dodgers, I'm really wondering, like, do, do we have the right managers in place?
2: Oh, that's funny. For For the Dodgers, Dave Roberts, he right now is a guy, there he goes, Red Sox in a morning, Chris Sale gets the strikeout on Machado. Anyway, again, when you're hearing this, you're going to know it a long time ago. Yeah. When you look at uh, Dave Roberts, honestly, I don't think Dave Roberts is a bad guy. The Dodgers did things a little bit different this year. They kind of followed in the mold of what was going on with uh, the Houston Astros. Remember last year, A.J. Hinch said he never made any lineups out. He yeah. did everything by the computer. Right. It was, it was a robo-manager. Right, and they worked. They won a World Series. The Dodgers this year try to do that exact same thing. That was the computer telling them to take out Rich Hill. That's the computer telling them to do different things. So dumb. Yeah. One thing you notice, uh, you following baseball. I know you watch a ton of games like I do, and the people listening watch a ton of games. I noticed it a lot during the Cubs Indians World Series in 2016. Do you see how many times guys raise the strike zone? What I mean is not the umpire; they they go for the high fastball. Yeah. Over and over and over again. In the postseason, they don't do that during the regular season as much. It's always the ball that's about a quarter of an inch under the knee, but all of a sudden they start rising, and guys like Machado and Turner and all these guys chasing you, the moment. Yeah, you can't you can't catch up to it because everybody talks those fucking launch angles. Yeah, where you're swinging under it, and all those guys do is raise it up just a little bit more. Fucking Josh Donaldson messed up baseball completely right. for everybody. Right, that
0: son of a that bitch, son of a bitch. A <laughs> uh, bunch of things to cover. Yeah, and, and I want it noted right now. I want you to admit that I'm a class guy because I could have sat here and made you watch the Red Sox celebrate. And I know the Vikes. That was a good move. And I know the Vikes are losing. And I just showed the class that I am. And I turned that shit off. That might've been the nicest thing you ever did for me. I'm not going to make you fucking watch that shit. That would suck. Um, (laughs) All right. Bunch of things to cover tonight, but we had fun this week around the show earlier when we talked about, uh, Petco Park and we talked about the Padres and could you play three games yeah. uh at Jack Murphy Stadium and it carried over into social media and it was really really fun. Well, Thursday night I'm going into a book signing at Warwick's and I get two different calls from people that are involved and it was very funny. They're like, "You son of a bitch. God <laughs> damn it. Let's call off the dogs." And here's what I was told from people that would know. They said, A, let's see what actually happens when that stadium's torn down. Because if G and E don't go through, which I don't know that either one of them are going to go through, that fucking stadium may be there for 20 more years. But they said, let's just see when the stadium's coming down and then we can talk about it. But they said, here's the thing that we didn't take into account. They said that place is so bad and they mean like legitimately really bad. Yeah. From a plumbing standpoint, from the cement chipping away and I know you had Notre Dame and Navy there. But they just said from a from a health concern, yeah, to really get that place up if you were doing 40,000 or 50,000 a night, they said the goddamn plumbing will probably just go out. And I remember sitting with Bill Wilson, who yeah. was a stadium manager in about, shit, Dave, 2005. Yeah. And he used to say to me in the southeast corner, he said, you know, if 25% of this stadium gets up and takes a piss right now, flushes the toilet simultaneously, I'm going to have a flood back there. <laughs> and that was 13 years ago. The other thing that they talked about was it's just not set up anymore to handle... What we're talking about. Baseball. Baseball. And they said the turnover and all of that. And ultimately, I'll tell you at the end what they said. They said, we love the idea in theory. Yeah. We love the idea in theory. But they said nostalgia doesn't sell in this town. They said it just doesn't sell. And they said our biggest concern would be that people wouldn't walk out of there feeling great about a really fun three-day weekend, it would be kind of sad. And they're like, and you know what I mean? Yeah. And I said to them, are you telling me that old Yeller's not chasing the tennis ball anymore? And they laughed and they said, look, let's see what happens when the stadium's actually coming down. Yeah. They didn't say never, but they just said it, it's a really fun idea to kick around and do everything. But the logistics of it, the safety concerns in the stadium. Don't forget that fucking thing leaks everywhere. Yeah. There's water leaks when it's not even raining. Yeah. Where's that water coming from? <laughs> I don't want to know. But they, uh, the pod. I said, hey, everybody's talking Padres during the World Series, and they're like, shut up. <laughs> but uh, it was great, and so that yeah. Is, you know what
2: amazes me after everything you just said, because nothing's a surprise there to me. Nah. What, what amazes me is the fact that. San Diego doesn't like to play remember when. Yeah. And everyone else does. You yeah. Know?
0: Yeah. I mean, they said it happened uh, from a Padres perspective this year. They said they were really surprised and a little disappointed at the lack of interest in, yeah. in some of the Trevor Hoffman nights. Wow. And and I know that. Uh, look, there may be part of you that feel like they drugged that thing out too much. I think their theory was really cool. Trevor's yeah. a hero in San Diego. We're going to
2: celebrate yeah. him at different points. And who's the next Hall of Famer to go in after Trevor?
0: Shit, I don't know. Brad Ausmus? Um, I don't have any idea who the next one is to go in. So, but that was just kind of it. They, they enjoyed the conversation, but they really said, Dave, like you said, nobody even got into if you could move the bleachers or not. Yeah. But I just think at the end, there might be a part of us where if we all got in there, would be like, this place sucks for baseball. So uh, I I enjoyed it, and I wanted to get you up to date on that.
2: You know, here's the interesting thing, though, with with the Padres. I mean, you, you said a little tongue-in-cheek joke. Hey, everyone's talking Padres. The excitement factor is they are the only major team we have. I thought it was interesting that when you look at what happened yesterday, or Saturday, I should say, by the time people listen, between Notre Dame and Navy, that it uh-huh. sold out. Yeah. But you can't sell out for the teams that are here, but you sell out all of a sudden for, you know, two teams that, yeah, there's a Navy presence and Notre Dame is a fan base. It's ridiculous. But it's nowhere close to that for the Aztecs or anything else in this town.
0: No, there's no. The problem is right now, as a dad with 10 year old boys that love sports, you have no name recognition with anybody on that Aztec team. You just don't. You don't have. When I got here. A thousand years ago, Todd Santos was the quarterback yeah. on that team, right? And then you had different guys from Marshall Falk and others that, and Dan McGuire, right? And I'm just, I'm thinking about different guys. Even Ryan Lindley, our, our pal Ryan Lindley. There were guys that you knew on that team. Kirk Morrison was the guy that you knew on that team, right? We don't yeah, need to course. go through the whole thing, the alumni. You guys all get the get the game. I don't have anybody where my sons are like, "Ah, I want to go out and see that guy. It's the same problem I have with the Gulls. Yeah. The Gulls have 25 guys named Andy. And that's kind of how I feel about San Diego State. Earlier today, I was at the Coliseum for the Packers and the Rams. Had to be, I, I would have to guess, 80,000 people have in there. It looked there, packed. But all right. It was packed.
2: Slow down a little bit because I'm dying to know your whole day. I have not uh-huh. gone to the Coliseum to see a Rams game since they moved back. Okay. But I watched a little bit on television then I had to leave. Mm-hmm. But the Rams were my favorite uniforms of all time. Yep. The Packers had a huge fan base. But I'm dying to know, for you, the time you left here to get up there, how long did it take, parking, everything, how did it work out? Explain the whole day.
0: Okay, so I was really lucky. I went with two buddies of mine that I've known since the ninth grade. Our pal Rob Henney, uh, Top Race Reports, and my buddy Scott King. And so we met in La Costa at the park and ride in La Costa. We met there at 9 o'clock this morning, and we took off from there. Now, Rob is a Ram season ticket holder, and he had a parking pass for Lot 6. Okay. So from La Costa to Lot 6, which is, Dave, we were directly below Bank of California Stadium. I mean, we were right there. Yeah. Uh, we were in there at 1030. Yeah. And so we were in there at 1030 this morning, and we went and walked around. We checked out the fan zone, which was really fun. We checked out all the different stuff that they had going on outside. Walked around, checked out that bank at California Stadium. I am not a uh, MIS, uh, MSL fan, yeah, but it was really cool. And if that ultimately gets built something similar down here, I think it would be cool. i just not a big fan of the guys currently talking about it. But we got into the stadium at uh, 12 noon. We okay. walked right in. I mean, security going through into the Coliseum was great. Coliseum's in the midst of a huge remodel for USC. Uh, On the press
2: box side, correctly? Yeah. Okay.
0: Really had no impact on any part of our day. Um, Our seats were great. We were kind of right uh, to the left of the press box. Ton, I would say this. I was shocked by how many Packer fans were in there considering the Rams are undefeated.
2: Yeah. Well, you have to assume also the Packer fans bought those tickets way before – you know, the season even began, right? I mean, I th- they're making yeah. you think about You're buying airline tickets. We all know the Packer fans travel, you know, in, in packs to, yeah. to use a better word. But at the same time, didn't it surprise me if, if that the Ram fans are just now starting to get into it? Maybe a lot of it will have to do that the Dodger season's over. Things will change. A buddy of mine said to me who lives in LA, he goes, Any room on that Ram bandwagon? Right. And I said, Yeah. And he said, I can only name two guys, and one of them's Robert Woods. I said, How oh. can that be?
0: On Dominican soup, yeah,
2: Aaron Donald. Oh, and there are a million guys on, and this is yeah. a star-studded team. Yeah. So I just kind of made me laugh. But when you heard that there were so many Packer fans, and, and they made the announcement a couple times on television that you, you know, the cadence that Aaron Rodgers was using, he was using it if he was doing a home game. Yeah. Yeah, saying it was it felt it was, like it was unbelievable. Did it feel like there were more Packer fans, yes. or just sitting 50, 50, 50 more Packer fans? Felt
0: like there were more Packer yeah. fans, which was disappointing. Yeah. Maybe as exciting a football game. High school, college, pro, Super Bowls I've been to. Uh, maybe as exciting a football game as I've ever been to. Cool. To just go and hang out as
2: a fan. That's cool. Uh,
0: absolute great time. And an amazing two things happened at the end. Uh, Mike McCarthy said with with uh, the Rams up by two and about two minutes ago, uh, kickoff. And Mike McCarthy said if the ball goes into the end zone, take a knee. When Ty Montgomery runs the ball out and gets stripped and fumbles and gives the ball back to the Rams. And the Rams, with about 28 seconds to go, a pitch to Todd Gurley. Yeah. Todd Gurley comes the near side, has a wide open end zone, and Todd Gurley's smart enough to stop and get tackled. Yeah. Gave the Rams a first down, ran the clock out. All the people that had Todd Gurley on their fantasy football team around me freaked out. Yeah. But I thought, what a brilliant play by Gurley to prevent Aaron Rodgers from ever touching the ball again. It was
2: a genius move. Also, at the same time, not only did it screw people up in fantasy football, but the betting line, I believe, was eight and a half or nine. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the other thing. <laughs> yeah, because it would have put you up by yeah. 10. There was no way you were going to get yeah. two scores.
0: But uh, And then, Dave, coming out, we just flew out. Did he have no
2: problem getting back on the freeway?
0: No problem. We just uh, I would have been here 35 minutes ago. We had to introduce my pal Scott King to Tommy Burgers. ever oh, had wow. Tommy's? went to Tommy's in Westminster. Oh, wow. But um, just an outstanding time. Yeah. Really, really fun. Just with two guys that I've been buddies with since ninth That's grade. That's cool. Um, I was incredibly envious of the dads who were there with their sons because yeah. my kids are 10. They'll grow up not in an NFL city. Yeah. And, uh Really, I mean, I I felt like there was a chance for maybe two fights. Security at the Coliseum took care of them in no time. A lot of women around us, like boyfriend, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. No problems at all. Packers and Rams fans uh, just having a good time. Really, really fun. Felt like a playoff game out there. The Rams Rams team's
2: great. Do the Rams, as far as the organization, do a pretty good show as far as presenting it like a home game?
0: Yeah, I mean, no. I was surprised because even the Chargers... Even though 95% of them were shit,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, no giveaway walking in, right? You usually yeah. feel like there's a giveaway. But um, but yeah, it was fun. Really, really fun. And I think, Dave, they're ultimately going to that Navy in white. And looking at guys wow. that had the old school uh, Deacon Jones, Merlin Olsen, yeah. Navy with white Ram jersey on, you go, that is... Outstanding.
2: See, for me, the one they wore today is the one they wore when I first became a fan. That's I why I want them to go with that one. But it, every time they wear it, I go, This is really cool. This yeah. this, this is awesome. I just can't stand when they use the, the St. Louis Rams gold, the Vegas gold. Yeah. Because everyone knows that's the St. Louis years. Yeah. And the NFL should understand that. Take all that stuff out. Make them let them take it out. But there's a year, there's like years you have to go through before the NFL lets you move on with your new uniforms.
0: I would highly recommend anybody getting a chance. If you don't want to go to a Charger game, yeah, uh, go to a Rams game and figure out parking going in because parking can be a little bit of a challenge up there. Like I said, my buddy Rob seasoned ticket holders, so we were lucky. Fuck, it was great. That's cool. And it really was fun. 90, I don't know, it had to be between 80 and 90. I think because the the construction construction's going on, you probably lost 10,000 seats. But it was rocking in there. And, Dave, since the last time I was at the Coliseum, they put in two new video boards. Really? You know I thought it was cool, man? Just kind of a cool little touch. The Olympic torch was fired up.
2: Yeah. You and I, last time I was there, I was, I was there with you. Back in 2014, we went to go see Mike Riley and Oregon State take right. on USC. And right. we were down on the field, and then went through that tunnel, which I've never been through Fun. until that day. And then you yeah. think of all the famous people that have walked through that tunnel. Yeah, it was it was a cool experience. The whole thing was was really awesome. It's um, it's funny when you look at the Rams and they're running highlights as, as we're speaking as well. You know, Todd Gurley, as great as he is, you know, my son said yeah. to me today, how should he have a coach with Jeff Fisher for Todd Gurley to have his only right. bad year in the NFL being with Jeff Fisher.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's exactly it. Yeah, Jeff Fisher's (laughs) joke. (laughs) But what the the hell? Look, I said this today, and people get all nervous on social media. Calm the fuck down. I just I was looking at the weekend that took place in Los Angeles. Yeah. Just from my own friends, Dave, that went to different events. I had one friend uh, last night who was at Bruno Mars Staples Center, okay? another friend who saw Christina Aguilera. I believe she was at the forum. Yeah. You had the World Series on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You had USC lose a heartbreaker yesterday to Arizona State. The Kings and Rangers rematch of the Stanley Cup today at 1230. Like I said, Rams-Packers playoff type game. You had the Clippers in action tonight. You've had, I mean, everything else. The Galaxy had a home game today. There were so many different things that were going on in there, and you go, "That is really cool."
2: That is cool. Yeah, it, it, all within just a few miles. You know, yesterday I'm watching a little bit of the USC game, mm-hmm. and you've seen that shot from the blimp a million times sure. above the Coliseum. Honest, Jeff, I'm like, "Wait a second, where are they playing?" I didn't know USC had a home game. Yeah, it took me a second to go. That must be Arizona State. And then I rewound it, paused it, and I said, "Wait a second, that's the Coliseum." Yeah. And then you realize that the LA Sports Arena is gone. That's yep. being replaced. Bank of California exactly. Stadium. And you go, man, it has changed down there. I mean, yeah. it, even, even the part where people say, well, they haven't touched that in 100 years, that's changing. Yeah. You know, it's. Figueroa. Yeah. The I whole don't... thing is changing. Someone told me they went up to the game three of the Red Sox and Dodgers on Friday, and they went through LA Live, and they said, there's so many people down there, and right. Uber cars all over the place, and, it, and I never thought anything would happen there, that they would get anything done. But, man, they've completely gone all in, and the Olympics are coming in a few years it, it's crazy. I fought with – I didn't say I fought with. John Silva brought me in. I wish I didn't respond because I said to myself, I'm not doing this anymore. And my point is this, is that San Diego's great. Someone's questioning, do you like San Diego? Do you appreciate it? You know, why don't you get the fuck out of here? Look, I love San Diego. I love the people. Mm-hmm. It's just not a sports town. It just yeah. – it, it isn't, and it's not a shot at the people there. there not are people- an entertainment town. Yeah, well, and that's the deal. There's you, me, and the other assholes on Twitter that, that played this stupid game and maybe the few left that listen to sports radio. It's just not. Canopus yeah. said it's 50-50. I don't even think it's 50-50. Uh, people that really care about sports being a priority. Yeah. It's just yeah. not. And we can't sit and say it's because we think about it, everyone else does. They just don't, and, and actions are proven. People don't. It's yeah. not a shot. But if, you, if that's what you want up the freeway, they do care about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, my, my feeling is um, I wish we had it. You yeah, know, I, yeah. I wish what we had. But I also understand right now that as long as Dean owned that team, it wasn't going to happen. No. A um, lot of fingers to be pointed. I get that. But at the end, Dean was just such a nitwit that there was just no way. in City Hall, I mean, we just we had a bunch of – we had three blind mice. We had three blind mice as far as City Hall, uh, the ownership, and also the fan base. Because the fan base really put no pressure on anybody to get a deal done. And look, I don't know. Maybe it's different in LA. Maybe it's not. Or Portland or Vegas or Oakland. I don't know. Maybe it's not different at all. But in this town, there were three blind mice. Yeah. And nobody really had a vision. Nobody really cared. Everybody was like, eh, let the other guy do it. But I'll just tell you. Being there today and having spent a lot of days in Qualcomm Stadium for football games that mentioned, it's fun. And I miss it here. I miss it for me and I miss it for yeah. all of you. And if you're sitting there telling me, yeah, I went to those playoff games, whether it was in the Fouts era or the Stan Humphreys era or in the Rivers era, uh, but I don't really miss it. I think you're full of shit. I think you're a liar. I really do. I think, I think you're, right. you're I think you're a liar. I think you liked it. I think you liked going into work on Monday and talking to your friends about it. I think you liked putting the lightning bolt on your car. I think driving through Hotel Circle and seeing the lightning bolt on the hotel or at City Hall. I think you liked all of it.
2: Yeah, going to work on Fridays and everybody wore Charger shit. And your kids went to school on Fridays and wore Charger gear.
0: Right. And throwback, I mean, throwback Sunday was a fun day here when they wore the powder blues. And I get it. I don't know if we ever get over it. I, I was talking to to my buddies today when the Clippers left. Yeah. Uh, Scott's brother Jeff still digs the team. I I cut off off cold right then. Boom. Never have looked at that team again. I love that team. Uh, same thing like we've said with the Dallas Stars. Um, I I don't expect you guys to cheer for the Chargers, but I think it's okay to say yeah, it sucks. I miss them. I miss my team. Yeah. I miss that feeling. Whether you tailgated or you watched it at home with your kids and you just did chips and guacamole, I think it's okay. And I think a lot of you are still in denial that you loved it and you miss it. But I'm not. I'm able to say it. And you know what? That makes me better than you.
2: (laughs) You know what? Here's the deal. We had a common interest with the Chargers. Even if you were just a casual fan, for a lot of people during Football Sundays, This shit stopped in San Diego. That was the time if you weren't into football, you could run to Costco. Nobody was there. Everyone was making plans. Either you're at the game or you're watching with a group of friends. It was something that you talked about. If you're in the grocery store, you can sit there and have a quick conversation with someone you don't even know about the Charger game. It was something you had in common that represented the city. It's gone. You know, the the LA's experiencing it right now. They raised a whole generation of fans that didn't know the NFL. Yeah. And that's unfortunately what is starting here. Who knows if if it ever comes back? I don't see it coming back. I was thinking about you because you threw a shot at me joking around on Twitter about how many Packer fans were at the Coliseum. Yeah. I still can't get over the fact that we turned down a tourist tax. We turned oh, yeah. down we turned down yeah. free money. I mean, we were offered basically free money as a city and we said no. Well, that is the I craziest hear, fucking thing of all time.
0: Now I hear that that the gas tax thing, prop six, uh, that would yeah, you know, the fucking gas tax that they just punched through. Now I hear the idea to re that to get rid of that's gonna fail. That we're all wow. fine paying an extra 15 cents a gallon of gas. And we're fine with City Hall and, and you know, Jerry Brown or whoever's voted in. Just fucking adding money on to our day-to-day day, day bill. And we're just like, God, there's fucking <laughs> sheep to slaughter in this state, man. <laughs> just sheep to slaughter. But anyways, that was all that I thought today. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not a Rams fan. I sure as fuck ain't a Packer fan. Yeah. I couldn't couldn't be more fired up to see them lose. But to be there and remember the excitement of you know, Rivers against Manning or Rivers Rogers, Rivers Breeze, it was great. It was great. And you drive by that stadium like I did today on the way down here, it's just dark and it's empty and you go, Shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. I miss it. I, I didn't even cheer for your team and I miss it. I miss that feeling of Going in there and being a part of it. And if you act like you don't, then like I said, you're lying to yourself. You're a loser. Kids are probably going to toilet paper your house on (laughs) Halloween. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if your wife's blowing somebody (laughs) up.
2: Not only does he drop that line, he takes a big, big gulp of Coors Light right after you say it. That was your that was your moment right there. Yeah. All right. Just curious about like, rooting for teams. When you're at the Coliseum today, did you find yourself cheering for someone else? Oh, just, I was cheering for the Rams. i was saying there's I no mean, way yeah. you're rooting for the Packers, no, right? You're no. a Viking guy. No,
0: but I will say this. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers made a couple of unbelievable plays, like off his back foot, and then you just go, yeah. God damn, that's just awesome. I just love watching the people that are the best at what they do in action. Uh, Todd Gurley. First half was average at best, and second half you go, God, this guy's
2: really great. He's amazing. They ran the running Donald. Aaron, Aaron Donald's insane. They, they're running a commercial right now for Sunday Night Football next week. Okay, I know you okay. pro- you haven't seen it because you've been out the, all day long, but it's Michael Jordan. Okay, yeah. Okay, have you seen the commercial yet? No, but I saw okay. it on Twitter. People, yeah. black and
0: white commercial. Yes. About who's
2: the best ever? And he basically goes, everyone's talking about who's the best. You talk about rings, and both guys wear the same jersey number. You swear he's talking about him and LeBron, Mm -hmm. the whole deal. And then it comes down, he's talking to Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Okay? And it's a great commercial. Yeah. And I said, how much did NBC have to pay Michael Jordan to do that shit? I mean, that's crazy. You got Michael Jordan to do a Sunday Night Football commercial.
0: Well, I'll tell you, Fox, if you remember Game 1 of the World Series, narrating – the yeah. guy narrating, talking about being there, being the best, it was Bill Belichick. Yeah. And they asked him about it. They asked Belichick, and he said, I was stoked. He goes, look, I am i don't watch a whole lot of baseball just because our seasons kind of overlap each other. But he said, I'm, I'm a Boston guy. And he said, when they asked me, I was really flattered. And I said, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do it. Wow. So I don't know. But I just know Belichick doing game one, uh, somebody within Fox – Knew who to ask, and he jumped at it. But, yeah, I don't know. How do you get Jordan to do that? It's pretty cool, right? It's
2: pretty amazing. You know, it's funny. When you look at the Red Sox, even just 20 years ago when you and I started doing this show, you you think of the Red Sox and they're the lovable losers and the Bill Buckner deal in 86 and Mm -hmm. everything that's gone through with the Red Sox, they're now the dominating team. I mean, they're... Four championships in 14 years, and you're going, are you a Red Sox fan? There's no more feeling bad for the Red Sox. Mm -mm. It's kind of like, I fucking hate those guys. Yeah, you know, I, I, I can't stand him. Theo's gone. We love right. Theo. You know, Lukino's pretty L- much Luchino, gone. Luchino, yeah. I mean, it, it's funny, and, and they've done it with different managers, and mm-hmm. four, you know, four championships. It's it was interesting that they were saying three first, managers, right? Three different managers:
0: Tito Farrell and uh, Alex. Gordon. And all
2: of them did it in their first year with the Red Sox. Oh, wow! That they they ran this. They ran the stat today. There's only one manager that did it in his first year when he's never managed before: Bob Brenly, with wow. the Diamondbacks. So yeah, they, nice. they're they're running when you were in the car driving back, but. It's, uh, it's one of those things that was kind of interesting that, you know, Alex Corr, first year manager with the Red Sox, wins the World Series.
0: Well, uh, I'll tell you this from sources that would know. Um, I don't know that the Padres were that thrilled either way. You know, Pods aren't a fan of the Dodgers, but they're not a fan of the Red Sox either. No. And so they, uh, yeah, it was kind of interesting to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, that I don't I don't know that that Red Sox team is that popular in baseball. Uh, you know what I mean? I I don't yeah. know that they're I think that front office, I think that team. I'm not so sure that there's a lot of people smiling tonight that the Red Sox won.
2: No, it's funny how the Yankees used to be that team. The Yankees used to be the team that everybody hated. Honestly, I think throughout baseball, the number 1 team people dislike is is the Boston Red Sox. People yeah. who are associated with the baseball. Yeah. You know, one of the things I wanted to ask you about as far as broadcasters go, because there's a time when things are not going well, but it's that voice that you hear, and you, that's the voice constantly, and you're going, man, I fucking hate that guy. I mean, Joe Buck got killed, and yeah. only the people who are broadcasters will say, man, he had a hell of a week, or a hell of a two weeks, going baseball every day, jump in, doing football, boom, back to yeah. baseball. It was insane the two weeks that he had going. But people kill Joe Buck, and they're saying, I, fuck you, Joe, and yeah. losing their mind nonstop, I tell you, after listening to Joe on Stern, I became a Joe fan. But I'll me be too. honest with you, the last week or so, Joe is so fucking arrogant to me. I love John Smoltz. Joe yeah. seems to have the, the dig me talk attitude in his voice. And I, maybe it's because my team was losing, but man, I could see what people were saying. And Joe I, starts to drive you a little crazy.
0: I didn't mind Joe. I, I thought Smoltz kind of wore me out. Did by he really? The end. Yeah. I just felt like Smoltz wore me out. Um, Dan Shulman and Chris Singleton were okay. Yeah. And then Dan Shulman's voice went out, and John Shambi ended up calling it tonight. And I'm not a huge Shambi fan, but I thought Shambi tonight just called the game clean. and yeah. was really good. I thought he, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of his, but I thought tonight just call, being thrown in. Yeah. Because Shulman's voice went out about the seventh inning last night. I thought they were good. Chris Singleton, eh, it was all right. It was all right. Um, but to me, yeah. Now, Joe Buck did not. There, Joe Buck had talked, and maybe just tongue-in-cheek, that he wanted to try to figure out a way to do that Rams game today and then go right up and do the Dodger <laughs> game. He didn't do the Rams game. He
2: didn't do the Rams game. Trey Quinn was saying, he goes, I expect him to show up today. You yeah, know, it's, at I mean, least do the first yeah. half, right? Because yeah. I fully expected him to jump in. I guess he did something for the pregame show that he did a hit, and there were did amazed he? that he even did that. But it, the reason I say that there are times, look, we know Ursula, we know Grant really well. But mm-hmm. when the Padres suck, there are times I'm like, "Fucking save it! Shut the fuck up! Shut up!" up. You know, I get really pissed at both those guys, but it's not yeah. their fault, and I like those guys. It's just, it's just what you're watching is bad. The worst guy I've ever heard was today. I heard. I don't know if you watched any of the London game before you left. No. Rich Eisen was Terrible. brutal. Terrible, man. I mean, talk about a guy who loves himself.
1: He
0: I, is an arrogant yeah. fucking little. Yeah. Rich little Eisen work, is a right. punk,
2: man, and he stole Dan Patrick's act. Yeah. I don't know who loves himself more. Is it Rich Eisen or is it Trey Wingo? Fuck, oh, man.
0: Oh, I I don't have any problem with Trey uh, Wingo. Trey so Wingo
2: I'm, wears me out, man. On that guy, dang Golick and Wingo show.
0: Really. I don't know that I've ever heard a minute of that
2: okay, show. Okay. So that probably. T- t- tomorrow, before you go to work, uh-huh. flip it on, okay? It's all fucked up. You got two guys with gray hair sitting there trying to do sports radio. Old
1: guys. And he goes,
2: what audience are you fucking talking to? Yeah. And then they got Mike Golick's kid over here. He's a punk. Oh, uh, that's Yeah, why is And you're is like, this on? is the worst show of all time all of a sudden.
0: Yeah. Uh, shit. Uh, no, Eisen, I'm not a fan of. Not a fan of at all. Yeah. That show. Yeah, you're right. It was he brutal was so today. show Was it really bad? It was Four really Man bad.
2: Booth. It was, it was really, it wasn't, it wasn't play by play. It was just bullshit. Four guys talking. Yeah, it was terrible.
0: And it's like the problem that I have with eyes is it's like, you know, everything's so low key and cool. Hey Dave, yep. how are you? <laughs> hey, fuck you rich. Okay. I don't need your snarky little bullshit. How am I? I'm going to feel better when I punch you in the sternum. Dave, why are you going to punch me? All That's I it. said was, how am I? I'm here with Marshall Falk, and Michael Irvin, Steve Mariucci. <laughs> And I know a thousand of you wish you were here so you could beat the shit out of me. Um, I don't know if we ever dealt with him, but yeah, I'm not not a fan.
2: No, no, not at all. It was it was it was terrible. I, these London games are a little crazy too.
0: Yeah. Um, real quick, we're gonna keep this one kind of tight tonight. It's been a long day for me, long day for Dave. AFSP walk. Thank you so much to Larry and his son that came out. Thank you to Geekster and Kathy who came out, right? Thank you to Jake and Nicole who came out. And I feel like, Dave, I'm missing somebody in that group, too. I feel like we had somebody else in our group that came by and said hello. Um, I believe the numbers were they had over 3,000 people that walked at the event yesterday for AFSP and over $200,000 raised I think it was more like 214. That's incredible. Was the number raised. I I was incredibly moved by that event because as you walked Liberty Station on a perfect Saturday morning, there were little flag posts that were put in that had pictures and brief stories of names of people that had taken their own life. And it was just, man, I just looked at them and I, I just, I saw a lot of people um, that were kind of sad as yep. they remembered people. Dave, I know you had to be feeling it. Um, we were talking on the drive up today that we've had at least three people from my senior class that took their own life. and uh, But I just thought that it was kind of a day about hope, and a yep. day about healing. And let me say this too, and I, I know we joke about this a lot too, but let me say this. Uh, the friendship with Lisa Ann started as kind of goofy and probably had a little bit of college kid attitude into it. Uh, yesterday, her day started at five o'clock. Uh, she actually said she got up at three 30 in the morning. Wow. So she got up at three 30 in the morning from studio city, which is at least a 20 minute drive North from where I go in Santa Monica, which is already a pretty good drive. Um, She had a commitment in Studio City last night at 6 p.m. Commitment. But at 5 o'clock in the morning, she got on the freeway and started driving south. And she drove south to San Diego, got off the freeway concerned about the fog, which had rolled in, but then got back in her car and drove down and came here to be part of the event. For about 20 minutes of the event, she walked hand in hand with my two 10-year-old sons that just think she's cool. She is. and uh, But I'm going to tell you a great story about my sons. And, so, uh, and they talked about snails and spiders and rattlesnakes and all this goofy stuff. And she just talked to them on a level. Like, she just talked to Electra's them. Like she was their aunt. Yes. And she loved it. And my sons loved it. And again, like I said, my, my sons don't know what she does. And then the day ends and she took a bunch of pictures. She visited with a friend of ours whose boyfriend took his life on July 4th last year. And we heard that story. And she looked in the eye and held this friend's hand and talked. And there's just such a real aspect of being a human being to her. Yeah. And I texted her at the end of the night and I said, look, I want you to know how much your friendship means to this show. For you to come down and then get back in the car on a Saturday afternoon, which I've done that drive a thousand times at two o'clock, that traffic getting to L.A. is a bitch. Yeah. It starts at uh, in, in Orange County in Mission Viejo and it's a bitch all the way up. And I said, I just want you to know for the people... That were there yesterday that saw you and everything else uh it was great and i said if you were lisa who worked at chipotle and dave and i crossed paths with you we'd still think you're fucking cool as shit and she said for this audience not only for us dave you and me but the people that so interact with her on social media from this show she said you know i really don't have a family She said, I really don't have a family. And she said, I feel like with the people from that show, from the August 1st event, from the event yesterday, she said, from just walking with your kids, she said, I've had the sweetest time. And she said, I feel like so many people have loved me that I really appreciate. And I love those people. And I love your show. And it was great. And then she and I got a room and we drank a lot. son of a bitch. Yeah, it was great. This is what she She rattled me. What? That didn't happen. That didn't happen.
2: (laughs) <laughs> so she uh she she wrote me this morning because she was helping with my fantasy football team because i was a, a million guys bias. Uh, of bias. so course. she she took she took my phone because she like it's not some joke she has a fantasy football show in serious yeah she grabs my phone she knows no joke every player in the freaking right. league that was amazing that she knew the depth chart of this guy. she knew every team like you and i used to know the chargers yeah and she's firing through telling me and then she said just give my phone i'll make the moves and she cut the right person and she added people and the boom 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 she and then she writes me this morning Hey, sorry, the guy I should have picked for you was Smallwood, and said I picked Clement. Sorry, Smallwood. Di- she's never
0: taken a guy named Smallwood. <laughs> son of a bitch. I just did it. son
2: of a bitch.
0: She's like, I know Dave needs Smallwood. How <laughs> did I not think of that yesterday? Dave Smallwood. Are you going
2: to let me finish the story? No. Jesus Christ. He's sleep deprived. We just stopped talking. Jeff Jesus. Longiron,
0: Dave Smallwood. Yeah, you
2: ever been so tired? She started drooling. Am I drooling on my cheek? I don't even feel it. So, um, so anyway, I, I said to her, "I go, I appreciate your help." I go, I was amazed that you even knew all these guys to begin with. Yeah. I go, uh, enjoy your your football Sunday. She writes me back, ah, "I'm laying in bed right now, my onesie PJs, watching the games. I'll relax most of the day, and then I'm prepping for tonight's uh, show on Sirius." Yeah, and then you <laughs> and she just
0: started crying and
2: she, and twice. Yes, I cried. Here, here's how, how crazy cool she is, and it's nuts. Like I, I don't know about you, but a lot yeah. of times. I find myself going, what the fuck? Like, how did right. this happen? Like, right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, because she is, she, thank God she's not an asshole. Thank right. God she's the coolest chick on the planet. Yeah. She tells my son, who, who went with us yesterday, he was talking about going up to Los Angeles, and she says, look, I travel a lot. I'll give you, I'll leave a key for you. If you want, you can just stay in my place whenever you're up in L.A., so you don't have to get a room. Or even if I'm there, I get an extra room for you, she says. <laughs> I yeah. Looked, I looked at him like what the fuck just happened, you know?
0: Yeah, don't fuck that up by getting in the way like you love to do. I'm just don't si- get in the fucking
2: way. I'm just saying, okay? what the hell just happened? Yeah. I go, well, the, the Tom Brady of the business just said to my kid, hey, you can stay with me. Yeah, you ignored what I said. Don't
0: fuck that up by getting in the way.
2: Well, getting in the way of, of of him. You'll
0: find. Yeah. Hey, we'll go up together. We're we'll not up. doing that. Yeah, bullshit. You'll find a way to try to get fucked up on that deal.
2: As <laughs> good as I'm coming up with stories, I can't figure out a way to get up there for that one.
0: So here's my conversation with my sons, and this is a hundred percent. Yeah, you better hope true. your
2: kids don't fucking Google it. Uh, so
0: my sons were leaving Liberty Station. Get my my twin boys. It's the second time my son Cade hung out with her. It's the first time my son Jack hung out with her. And like I said, they're hanging out for twenty minutes, talking about rattlesnakes and spiders and oh, snails, all this shit. That's <laughs> true. So, uh, telling her more snails kill people than yeah, <laughs> than they have no idea. stingrays. They think she just does a radio show. That's it. And they think she's cool and she smells nice. Um, so did they say that? She, she yeah, nice. yeah. Well, they aren't dumb. So we're coming back. <laughs> And all of a sudden we're stuck in the traffic on Rosecrans. My son Cade says to me, Didn't you have a stepdad? And I go, Yeah. And he goes, What'd your stepdad die from? And I go, You know what? I didn't care. Guy was a jerk. And he goes, <laughs> uh, guy was total asshole. <laughs>
2: How and, long was uh, st- your stepdad
0: for? Oh, like seven years. Okay. And so uh, my son said, Tell me the story about Graceland. And when I was a kid, younger than them, our family did a trip. Uh, we drove from Minneapolis to New Orleans. We went through Memphis, and because it was raining, my stepfather wouldn't stop at Graceland. It was not long, a couple years after Elvis had died. Yeah. And I said, yeah, it's a joke. Like, what, are you going to melt? You frosty? <laughs> what are you, seven, eight yeah. years old? Oh, so pissed. Are you talking shit to him? So now- What are you going to melt? So my sons, Dave, I I would cut my hand and I would put this in blood. And by the way, I shared this with their mom last night. Yeah. Who found it hysterical. So they're talking between the two of them and they say to each other, you know what? Stepdads suck. They're always jerks. They're probably sent here from Russia. They're spies. (laughs) And all they and then my son Jack says, and you know what? All they want to do is send you away. They want you to go to a boarding school or military school. Cade to Jack. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Mom's never getting remarried. <laughs> no stepdads. So now the next part is stepmoms. And one of them says the other, you know what? Stepmoms are cool. You know why? Because girls always want to be loved. So they're always giving you candy yeah. and making you pancakes and buying you gifts. Dave, I'm telling you, I'll put our 20-year friendship on the line. This is exactly what is said from the back seat. I bet Lisa Ann would be a
2: great stepmom. Yes, yeah, she would. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> we all have proof. Better than you know.
0: And I don't know anybody in this World Series that took a 95 mile an hour belt high fastball and let it go like I let it go. I didn't say shit. So I told their do you mom. You start crying um, in the front seat. I start... fucking die laughing. I'm die laughing. So I go, we get back to the house. I tell them, I go, go in the room. I got to talk to your mom. Go in the room. So I'm talking to her. She goes, what? I go, okay, listen. This is the conversation. I go, stepdads are from Russia. They're spies. And all they want to do is go off to boarding school, ship them out of there. You're not getting remarried stepmoms are great because all girls smell good and they want to be loved and they're going to give guys candy and make them pancakes. And she's like, yeah. She goes, well, shit, that's pretty much true. And I said, and they determined that Lisa Ann would be a great stepmom. And she's like, oh, my God, (laughs) didn't she make that movie? She said the same thing too. I think she made about 27 of those. She goes, what the hell did you say? I go, I didn't, for the first time in my life, I told her mom, I didn't say shit. Yeah. And she goes, God dang, how tough was that for you? So I go with what they just said. So, yes, they determine that uh, stepmoms are great. They smell nice yeah. and they make you cookies because every girl wants to be loved. And then there's just this long. And you knew it was yeah. coming, right? Yeah. You knew it was coming. Yeah. It's like Freebird. Yeah. You go
2: to Leonard Skinner, you know Freebird's coming. Yes. coming. And at the same time, she's the one to take with you if you happen to look at colleges and you you basically hey I can't go but your stepmom will take you yeah. she's the she's the one is Mandingo coming too or just her <laughs> no doesn't work that way
0: uh so oh my god now here's the other bit of news I have for Lisa Ann
2: okay
0: i don't even know if you heard this
2: probably not i'm out go ahead so
0: she's doing a bunch of stuff in the month of November it's a very busy month but she said December She's trying to take the whole month off. And so, because uh, she's going to take the whole month off, she's going to come down and hang out in San Diego for like a week. Wow. And I have two bits of information. Lisa Ann will be in the garage. Wow. She told me the other night she will be in the garage. But I thought this was pretty cool, too. She told me her plan is to also do the behind the smoke uh, podcast with Sean and Derek.
2: Wow, that is really cool. Because
0: Sean said to me, and I think he was being sincere. He said, "You know what? She's so cool. I'm going to put a vegan item on the menu for her." And I said, "Just because the charity and yeah. the whole thing, and she's hot, she's a great rack." And,
2: <laughs> but that bad. Yeah, uh, you're so nice, and then you take a shot. How's it take a shot? I Just said I don't she's know. hot. I- you I can stop her hot. I bet she's heard it before.
0: I bet that's not the first time she's ever heard a guy a tell her. Point. A good point. Um, and so she's going to come hang out. She'll be in the garage. That doesn't mean any of you will be in the garage. What? I signed up for Patreon. Oh, <laughs> which reminds us. This show becomes a Patreon show next week. The Lisa Ann show will be strictly a Patreon. will never go release live. It's the only way to go. Sign up. I know 25 of you signed up already. Uh, We couldn't be more. Actually, it's more
2: than 25, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And I also want to thank Sean Walchef, who called me yesterday and said, Hey, I have something you want. And I said, What is it? And he said, I've got all the very cool tailor made pool Dave and Jeff shirts that were left over from the event. And I said, you know what, we'll figure it out. And if I can hook up some of the first Patreon people with those, because those shirts are great, uh, I'll see how many I got. And by this time next week, maybe we can start sending some of those out and get you hooked up as perfect. a thank you. But um, but yeah, that's kind of the all the news that I have for you.
2: Oh, perfect. All right. I want to mention a couple of people here and then we'll, we'll touch on some other things as well want to mention, uh, speaking of Alan Taylor, Taylor made Pools. Of course, yes. that's the place to go. Today was one of those days. Ooh. Yesterday was, too, a little bit warm. It would have been fantastic to have that pool that you could just walk out your backyard and jump right into and spend the day there and invite some friends over. Taylor TaylorMade Pools is the place to be because they've been doing this for more than 20 years. Pool restorations, installation, new equipment and repairs, full remodels, commercial, residential. doesn't matter. Alan Taylor and his guys know what they're doing. Also, everybody's going with the saltwater technology. you got to ask about that, but he says it all the time. Basically, make it a staycation. Your backyard right there, you can fix everything with the waterfalls, grotto slides, you name it. Alan Taylor will do anything that you could possibly think of. Give them a call at 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452.
0: My guys will be 11 on Friday. I don't think they're quite at the age where they've outgrown peeing in the pool. <laughs> and so I'm going to have to wait till maybe they're... You have
2: friends right now in their 40s that still pee in the pool, I God guarantee it. God damn, probably... Jesus Christ! You lazy fuck! Get out lazy, of the pool!
0: Sick bastard! What's the matter with you? Well, if you have friends that are, if you have kids that are ten going on eleven, or if you have friends that are forty taking a leak in your pool, just to let Alan know so every, so it's clean when Vera comes over to show off her new bikini, crying out loud. Okay, we don't need her getting the getting the gout because whoever was in the pool before you. I love tailor-made pools because i think for so long all we've thought about are the basic everyday 29.99 a night motel pool right where yep. it's three feet in the shallow end and it's eight feet over here and there's that bullshit blue and white rope across the middle with the buoy yeah because the stupid kid eating mr good bars in there can't swim the little fat kid so if he goes past the buoy's done there's the diving board that as soon as one wet pair of feet come on, it's slippery, and then everybody looks like Greg Louganis falling off the end. You're worried about, right, snap, yes. snap spines. Well, that's why you need a guy, an artist, like my friend Al Taylor. Now, he's a little weird sending me shit on social media. <laughs> but when you look at the work that they do, Dave, it changes. And the thing that I like about it, all kidding aside, the pool that you're going to have in your backyard is going to be unlike any other pool. Nobody is going to come over and hang out like today. Would have been a perfect, Absolutely, right? The weather was gorgeous. You had football in the morning and afternoon. You had the World Series going on at night. Nobody is going to come over and say, hey, this looks just like the pool at the Woods house. They're not going to say that at all. They're going to say this pool absolutely blows away the one I saw over at the Woods house. This is fantastic. And you go, you know why? Because Taylor made pools.
2: Absolutely. You had to tell you what goes great with the pool. It's a brand new house. Brian Curry can get you in that brand new house. You have to give Brian a call and ask him the questions that everyone's asking right now. People want to know what's going on with the market. And people want to know is the value going up, going down? Is this a seller's market, buyer's market? And what's going to happen with interest rates? Brian Curry can answer all your questions. You shouldn't call anyone else. He's the guy that will get it done. He's been doing this for a long time, too. More than 20 years in the business, has won a ton of awards. Brian's also your guy for property management. If you need someone to manage your property, give Brian a call as well. 619 619- 251 1588 619 251 1588.
0: You know, the other thing I want when I figure it out and it's that time of year, do you find, and Dave, you're kind of in an area where this is cool, where this real applies. Do you find yourself when you drive through neighborhoods that appreciate Halloween and appreciate Christmas, no matter how that house looks or what that neighborhood's like, I feel like you go, man, that's really cool. I don't know. I just like it. There's an area that I go through up in Claremont. And, man, they've got, like, the fog light going on and the 12-foot-tall Grim Reaper. (laughs) And you go, yeah, man. Now, look, my kids are getting at the age where they're kind of almost, they're still two years away from it, but outgrowing trick-or-treat. But I think when you live in that neighborhood, because to me that brings your community together, everybody looks out for it. I love those certain areas where maybe not Santa Claus Lane where there's 10,000 cars going through every night. But I feel like if your community comes together, it's what you want, man, right? That's why I like Brian Curry, knowing Brian's so important to have that number because you're not only buying a house for you, but you're buying a house for your kids and your wife and your family and everything else. And it's a 30-year commitment for the most part. I think for most of us, you're looking at it going, man, we plan on being here, God willing, for the next 30 years, it's an incredibly important decision. You need the right person with you, and that person is Brian Curry.
2: Absolutely, don't forget about San Diego Superior Fence. Don't forget about Daniel Tyler at Superior Fence Company. Started 2005, 13 years, he's been kicking ass up in the North County, but he also covers all of San Diego County. Don't forget about the free estimates. He'll even work on Saturdays. You name the kind of fence you could possibly think of, he can make sure it looks great, and he also has all the colors. Doesn't matter. Chain links, those are easy. Everything's easy for him. But I'm telling you and I love the iron gates. The iron gates, whether you put them on the side of your house or you put them in front of your house, it's absolutely incredible. Daniel Tyler has done a fantastic job. He'll do a great job for you, too. Don't forget about that A-plus rating he has with BBB, fully licensed and insured. It's easy to find him. As far as his phone number, it's 760-745-4846, 760-760. Seven, four, five, four, eight, four, six. Also, you can catch them online. San Diego, superior Well, here's the one thing I never want to hear mentioned in a
0: fence ad again is that he has all the colors you want. Because let's just keep it basic, okay? Maybe you have the light brown, you have the cherry, you have the chestnut. What else do you have? What are some of those other dark mahogany?
1: (laughs) Okay, that's all we're looking at.
0: We don't need every color of the Skittles rainbow for a fence. Hey, Dan. Hi, how are you? Steve Wood's calling. Hey, I'd like something. I don't know if it's so much an orange, a yellow kind of... That's not going to happen, okay? (laughs) That's not going to happen. We're going to stay with the hardcore colors. We're not going to embarrass Dan. We're not going to embarrass the podcast. And at the the uh, the end of the day, we're not going to embarrass you either. But... When you are protecting your investment, nothing will look nicer and deliver like a fence from SD superior fence. And right now you're shrugging it off. You go, "Ah, it's the fence. Eh." That's because your neighbor has a horseshit fence. (laughs) Cause your neighbor went to San Diego average fence. He didn't go to San Diego superior fence. If he did, you'd be jealous, but you're going to make that call. And when you do, dipshit across the street <laughs> and they to look and say hey who did your fence and you're gonna tell him dan tyler where
2: well, every job's an easy job every job's an easy job there you go so well, look, will we knocked this thing out in an hour not too yeah, bad Yeah, good right yes you probably be de- you're dead tired right now not too bad okay. i feel
0: pretty good uh busy busy week coming up uh exciting week coming up i'm just trying to think we covered the padres thing um i went to warwick's the other night <coughs> awesome book signing for Lou Bernie, brand new book called November Road, which is one of the great books. But I ran into Don Winslow. Yeah. And really cool guy, uh, outstanding author who wrote Power of the Dog about the cartels, which take place right here in Mexico. Followed that up with the cartel and is now currently working on the third book in the trilogy, which will be out in February. And I said to him, look, I know you live in Julian we tape in Chula Vista. I get it if you don't want to do it. But I'd love to have you come down and tell your story. Because to me, Don started by writing surfer mysteries that took place in PB that were really fun. Yeah. And then wrote those two books. He wrote a book last year that was a New York Times bestseller called The Force about corrupt cops in New York. It was fucking great. And uh, he said, I'll do it. He said, I'll do it. He goes, I got to get this book done. So he goes, I'm not going to see it till February. But he said, yeah, in February, you guys want me? I'll be there. I am telling you, that will be a show, personally, that I've hyped you. I thought, I knew Darren was going to be good. I knew Sam Bass was going to be good. I knew Scott Kaplan was going to be good. I knew Trotter was going to be good. I feel like Don is going to be in that same category. The stories that he will share with you about what is going on, right across the border in Tijuana with the cartels and up and down this border will scare you to the core. And I don't think, I don't know. We'll ask him. He would know much better. I don't know why it doesn't get the coverage uh, here. Um, I don't know. But these books, look, you can read them in either, you can read them. They, They interchange. Power of the Dog came out first and then uh, the cartel was kind of a prequel where it kind of went back. I would read them just the way they were written, but whoa, buckle in. Um, uh, Lou Burney, who wrote the book November road, told me something very cool. He said that the Yankees do a thing where once a month, an author gets to throw out the first pitch. And I was just having a brief conversation with him afterwards and I was chatting and I was saying after all the effort of going into writing this book, November road, I said, in talk radio, when we finish a show, you really don't get any time to celebrate because you're convinced if you had a good show tonight, that tomorrow's show is going to be garbage. And I said, after everything you've gone through, did you give your chance an opportunity to celebrate? He goes, you know what? That's funny. You said that he said, I took one week. I took one week to enjoy this and uh, and celebrate it. And I said to him, I said, you're a baseball guy. I said, I'm a baseball guy. I so I remember about two years ago, sitting underneath Petco Park, talking to Bruce Bochy, who was writing that book at the time. And Boch said to me, it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life is writing this book. And. Bernie started laughing. He goes, well, he goes, uh, next time you tell Bochi, tell him, me and a buddy, diehard Yankee fans, we hate the Giants. But we have both agreed that Bruce Bochy is the, the coolest manager <laughs> in baseball. They're like, that's our favorite man.' They're like, we love Aaron yeah. Boone and the Yankees if it wasn't Aaron Boone, we love Bruce Bochy. He's like, that's the coolest guy
2: in baseball. The problem is when Bochy wrote his book, every page was written like a lineup. Just straight down. <laughs> every Just two words. And you're like, Jesus. This is 8,000 pages long. What the fuck, Boch? What
0: the fuck, Boch? <laughs> you son of a bitch. So those guys are in. Um, I hope you'll go check out the new website. It is so great. Kyle Pfluger did an amazing job. He did. It's at daveandjeffshow.com. I'm thrilled with the way he honored our sponsors, and I'm thrilled with the way that he honored the charities. It's great. There are blogs coming. I love that everybody yelled at Dave <laughs> for his uh, NFL picks. There will be a link in there to Patreon. Uh, the Patreon membership is five bucks a month. You can sign up now. Um, those shows go into effect next weekend. Uh, and for five bucks a month, you will get the shows the same night they come out, yeah. Sunday and Monday. If you choose not to do it, we understand. Just understand that you will no longer get shows on Sunday and Monday. You will get them on, what do we say, Thursday and Friday? Yeah,
2: probably Thursday and Friday. You won't understand exactly the conversations on Twitter and social media if you're left out. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. We, yeah. One of the things we do like, we love the interaction that we have from the shows through social media. Yeah. And, and, and to, to continue as part of that, the group yeah, it's, it's one of those things you're going to be a part of. Five, I, and I was thinking about this. $5 is not a lot of money, number nope. one. Two is there aren't too many things you can even buy for $5 anymore. I mean, yeah. for one month, 5 bucks it's an opportunity to, again, to get the shows timely, get them in a timely fashion for you to understand what's going on, what everybody's talking about.
0: What I appreciate is all the people that on social media, because you and I were nervous about it. We didn't know what the feedback was going to be. And I appreciate all the people that said to sponsor you guys and support the show. We're thrilled to do it. Very cool. Absolutely. Very cool from me and very cool from you as well. Uh, We will be back tomorrow night. Uh, Tuesday, I will be in L.A. Wednesday is Halloween. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a show Thursday night. There's a lot of shit going on. So maybe we'll be here Thursday and then... um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are my son's birthday weekend, but I am planning on being here uh, next Sunday because i got to go to Toronto in two weeks.
2: Cool. Good deal. All
0: right, thanks, everybody.
2: Appreciate it. We'll knock one out tomorrow.